Welcome to Dating in the Digital Age by Core Confidence Coaching. This is a podcast for men and women around the globe who want to improve their social confidence and dating lifestyle. Hosted by your coach, Andrew Gung. I've transformed hundreds of men and women through online and in-person dating. So tune in where we'll deliver you powerful tips and insights into the world of fashion styling, dating to relationships. Let's get you started. Welcome to episode 22, Maximizing Your Results at Speed Dating. I'm your main man, Andrew Gung, and if this is your first time tuning in and you haven't heard of Core Confidence Coaching, Core Confidence Coaching is a dating and relationship coaching company based here in Melbourne, Australia, and our mission and vision is to impact, inspire, and transform over 100 men and women by the end of this year through their social dating and relationship lifestyle. So let's get into this. So today we're talking about speed dating, and if you have never been to a speed dating event before in your life, and you're single right now, I definitely recommend you to give it a shot, right? It might be for you, it might not be for you. There's natural, organic ways to meet a guy or a girl out on a Friday night or a Saturday night at a bar or a function or a friend's birthday, and you've got to online dating, which we've talked about in previous episodes. But let's dive into speed dating. Now, in a previous episode, we spoke about online dating, a little bit different to face-to-face speed dating. And I'm going to share with you a fair few reasons how it's different. Obviously, you're face-to-face. But in this episode, I want to dive into the do's and don'ts. Now, at a speed dating event, it's a good training ground to practice your social confidence towards the opposite sex in an intimate environment and setting. So speed dating has been happening for decades and it's a really good first step to meeting people and interacting with people of the opposite sex. And how a speed dating event works if you've never been before, which is completely fine. These events run for about two hours to sometimes three hours and you have between 10 to 20 different dates. Each date goes for about five minutes, sometimes a little bit more. So what does that mean? You need to make that five minutes count. Like you really need to. And that's why I'm going to go into things that you should do and should not do if you really want to make a lasting impression, right? Because five minutes just goes just like that. And sometimes five minutes for some people is a very long time. That's what she said. And if by the end of this episode, if you're interested in checking out your local speed dating event, just hop on Google or Meetup. And I have no doubt there would be a speed dating event local to where you are at. And just like anything in life, there are some really good speed dating companies out there and some pretty mediocre ones. So if you've never tried it before, give it at least two to three goes. And who knows, you might meet the love of your life. You might meet your next girlfriend or boyfriend. You might meet your next wife or husband. Now, if you're from the same city as myself, which is Melbourne in Australia, you're more than welcome to come to our events that we host quite regularly. We run about three to four per month at the time of this recording. And about a month from now, we'll be running about three to four per week. So at the moment, we are the largest growing speed dating company based here in our own city. So before I share my golden tips with you about speed dating, I wanna give you a bit more insight into what actually happens. So you have an equal number of guys and girls that come along to this event. And at most of these events, you are given a card to write the person's name down and write a little bit of information, and then you circle or tick yes or no whether you would like to see them again, and the organizers basically send you the details of the other person if it's a mutual match by the end of the next day. So it's a very discreet way of 
matching with someone and you get their phone numbers, pretty much that's how it works. Now, what I have seen in the past by running these events for a long time, most of the girls don't really tick yes for many guys. They're very, very selective. Okay, a bit of inside gossip for the guys. Now for the ladies, well, the guys generally tick yes for almost all of the girls. Now, not all of the guys do this, but I see this quite commonly every event that we have. Most of the guys do tend to tick yes just so that they increase all of their chances. Now, yes, it is completely normal for a guy or a girl the next day to get zero matches, completely normal. But this is why I'm doing this episode. How can we increase this for you to maximize your results? Now, on average, when we run our speed dating events here in Melbourne, we have 20 guys and 20 girls that come to this event. And on average, the guys that listen to my advice of me helping them prep for this event, they on average get about six to eight matches, which is a very good success rate. So at these events, I do coach the men. And then you have the guys that literally just listened to none of my advice at all, decided to disregard it, and you know what? They get zero matches. And then we see them at our next event and they repeat the same patterns. They get zero matches and they just keep rocking up. So if you want to maximize your speed dating results, here's number one. Dress to impress. It makes sense. But not many people follow this advice. So what do I mean by dress for success? The ladies generally dress really nice at these events. So they don't really have a problem. And I've never seen one female come to one of our events and just dress inappropriately or underdress. They've generally put in the effort. And they they always usually do. Now for the men, this one's mostly for the guys. They tend to put in very little effort, sometimes, right? I've been to some of our events and some guys just rock up and they've just, it's like they smell like they've come from the gym. They dress like they just came from the gym or they dress like they're about to just go for a run or a jog. Or they're dressed in very oversized clothes. Like it looks like their dad's blazer, their dad's suit pants. It's ridiculous. I have seen this a few times. And I speak to a lot of the guys at the start. And I've noticed some guys tend to have really bad oral hygiene. They've got food stuck in their teeth. They haven't brushed their teeth before the event. Or they have smoker's breath if they just had a cigarette before coming in outside. Because they were maybe anxious and it's a bit overwhelming. So that's important. You know, if anything, bring chewing gum along, but make sure your oral hygiene is at its best. No matter if you're a guy or a girl listening to this podcast episode right now. And also making sure you're well-groomed. For the men, make sure you're well-groomed. Don't just be arriving and you're all sloppy, you're all smelly. Again, as I talked about hygiene. You know, make sure that you have deodorant on. You don't need to come to a speed dating event smelling like a flower, but just don't come and smell like body odor. It's really bad. It actually puts people off. If it puts me off, it's going to put the other person off, right? Uh, Making sure you're well-groomed. So if you have a big beard and you rock it with that beard look, then go for it. But if it's not so much you and you haven't really shaven, well, maybe clean it up a little bit so you look fairly presentable. So what do you wear? Well, for the men, I would at least go somewhere between neat casual to semi-formal. If you're going to go neat casual, well, you can wear some nice chinos or slim fitted jeans, nothing baggy. 
some nice shoes, okay? So girls can tell a lot about a guy based on his shoes. So if your shoes are ripped up, they're stained, they're really dirty and filthy, she's gonna judge you on that. And I know it sounds a bit weird for us men, but believe me, even when you're going in for a job interview and you rocked up in just shitty little shoes that were not even presentable, the CEO will base you accordingly to your shoes. So make sure you have at least some fairly decent clean shoes on, at least. They don't need to be like $500 shoes or anything that you just bought that day, but presentable. And if you're wearing a belt, I would make sure that your shoe color matches your belt. But if you're not wearing a belt, I would make sure that your shoe color at least matches your t-shirt or your top. Just a simple rule of thumb, guys. Now for upstairs, well, you can go with a crew neck or a v-neck t-shirt, it's completely fine. Keep it simple if you're not sure, so black or white is a simple basic color to go with. And if you have a coat of some sort, well, if it's winter season, yes bring a coat along, even a nice scarf. So I like layers. Layers makes a guy look well put together. And whenever I wear layers now, whether it's a t-shirt with a nice uh, jumper on top and then a nice coat on top of that with a scarf, if it's winter, I can tell you right now, the ladies always compliment me. In the last speed dating event that I ran, girls complimented me when I wore that combination. And there's obviously some really good color coordination going on with what I'm wearing all together as a piece. But if it's summer, if it's a hotter season that you're doing the speed dating event at, maybe wear a, just a really simple, nice polo shirt or even a short sleeve shirt if you want. Or even a buttoned shirt, but it's like thin. So if you're gonna go for a more neat, smart look, yes, then go for a buttoned shirt. Make sure the shirt's nicely ironed. And if it stands out, well, that's gonna give you some brownie points. So whether it's a short sleeve or a long sleeve, no matter what shirt you wear, as long as it makes you feel confident, even if you go and buy a new shirt, that's even a good idea. But if you're wearing a dress shirt, I would go for slim fit chinos. Now, dark color is always safe because you, you know, whether you're wearing a dark shirt or a light shirt, dark chinos can be a safe color. And nice shoes, again, as I would say, like a dress shoe at least, whether they are leather or suede. And again, if you're in the colder season going to a speed dating event, I would bring a sports jacket or a nice blazer. Um, but you can't go wrong with bringing that coat as well, if it's a trench coat or a long coat. All right, now that we have you really well dressed up, ready to hit the town, ready to go to that speed dating event, the second thing you wanna do is warm up the room. And the only way to do that is to arrive super early before the event actually starts. So let's just say the event starts at 7 p.m. I would even rock up at 6.15. You've got a solid 45 minutes to network around the room, get to know people. And I used to go to a fair few speed dating events myself before we started running them here in Melbourne. And it was funny because whenever I went to these events and I rocked up early, people would come in and I would greet them and I'd say, hey, are you here for the speed dating event? Whether it was a guy or a girl, I would just naturally do that. And people thought that I was the event host and it was really funny because I presented myself really well, I dressed really well, and I spoke very well. And the reason why I suggest to warm up the room is because it's gonna develop your social confidence on the night. You're gonna build up really good relationships with people before the event even starts. So that puts you ahead of the game. So if you have, if you're a guy and you have spoken to majority of the girls on the night and you've gotten away all of the boring talk, then your speed dates with them can be a lot more faster and more interesting. So you're not working from ground zero and then up, 
you're starting at level four or five because you've already warmed them up. And it also increases your energy level so that by the time you go out on your dates that go for about five minutes or so, you're transferring really positive energy to the other person and it's gonna leave a really good positive impression. As opposed to those guys or girls, and I do see them, they rock up to the event by themselves, which is fine because most people do come to these events by themselves, and they just go to the bar, grab a drink, they look around, they feel sad and lonely, and they're just in a very low energetic state. And then they go to the corner, sit there, and play on their phones for 30 minutes until the host says, guys, we are starting the speed dating event. And then they up and go to the person that they're meant to meet, and they're transferring very low energy or very minimal energy. And one thing that I will suggest, when you network and warm up the room, Remember people's names, remember their details prior to the actual speed dates that you have. That will help you a lot. All right, and the third, which is the most interesting, shouldn't and should do on your speed dating event to maximize your results is don't be a boring job interviewer. I see this in most people, no matter if they're male or female, they go in, they have this very awkward body language, and they just look at the other person and they spend their five minutes drilling questions. And they simply rinse and repeat this job interview every single date over that duration of the night. And you can imagine the other person's gonna feel quite bored and disinterested, to be honest. It's, you don't get to know someone by just asking a whole bunch of questions. You're not gonna find out if you have good chemistry with the person by asking a whole bunch of questions. You are gonna find out if you click with the person through good chemistry, through good banter, through the energy transferring of that five minutes, right? Again, it's not a job interview. You're not gonna feel any chemistry through a job interview styled speed date, right? I don't know how to label it so obvious, but, but what this looks and sounds like is, oh, hi, how's it going? Yeah. Do you have a good day today? Oh, what did you get up to today? Oh, interesting. Well, uh, what's your name? Okay, your name's that. Well, my name is Andrew. Fantastic to meet you. Is this your first time at speed dating? No way, this is my first time. I'm a little bit nervous, but yeah. So what brought you here? Oh, because you want to meet someone? That is fantastic. Same here. So um, yeah, like tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you like to do for fun? Okay, that's interesting. What do you like to do for work? Oh, and how long have you been doing that for? Okay, and do you like it? And okay, cool. And um, how many dates have you been on? Oh, fantastic. And then when was your last relationship? Fantastic. Ding. Next. So the big question you're asking, well, yes, Andrew, you've told us what we shouldn't do. What should we do? Instead of asking all these deadbeat questions, right? Make it more interesting. I would suggest to throw assumptive, playful statements. Yes, one of my favorite things, assumptive, playful statements. So find something observational about the other person and just, you know, rather than ask, okay, you know what? What is it you do for work, right? Assume, throw an assumption. Assume what you think they do for work. So when you sit down, you're like, hmm, hi, James, or hi, Olivia. Hmm, if I was to guess, you look like a school teacher by the way that you're dressed. And that's a good start. That's a much better start than saying, oh, so Olivia, what do you do for work? And she will ask, oh, why do you think that? 
well, just the way that you're dressed. And I can tell you, you have a bit of a tolerance putting up with kids. I can kind of see that in you. And it's a lot more fun. You build a lot more chemistry faster that way than, again, boring old job interviewer questions. You can go one step further and create fun narratives. So I'll give you an example of what I did on the last speed dating event. So I sat down and there was this gorgeous, cute girl that I really liked. And I thought, hmm, okay. Well, you know, I'm going to put my energy to this person because all the other girls I wasn't quite interested in. And I sat down. So for argument's sake, let's just say her name is Rachel. So this is literally what I did. Now, guys, don't copy exactly what I did because then you're going to have a whole army of people just rinse and repeating this exact story that I literally came up with on the spot. So let's just say again, her argument's sake, her name's Rachel. I sat down with a smirk and I looked at her straight dead in the eye, gave her really good eye contact, which is also very important. So I said, Rachel, oh, I'm so glad you managed to book a babysitter for our kids tonight on such short notice. I really appreciate it. So yeah, like I'm, I'm glad you found this restaurant really well. And she just laughed and she's like, what the fuck? And she's like, yeah, you know, far out. Like our kids are just so annoying. I'm, I, it took me an hour to find the, the babysitter. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, Todd, he's just a terrible son, but I think he took your genes more so than mine. And she's just like trying to hold it in her laughter really hard. And she's like, yeah, Todd is a bit of a dick. Hey, I think he gets it mostly from his dad. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure he gets it from his mum. Anyway, so the purpose of tonight, I really wanted to discuss our uh, honeymoon coming up. So I was thinking more so Maldives or possibly Peru. And she's just like, again, holding in her laughter. And she's like, Nah, I think Peru sounds more better because I like to actually go to Machu Picchu. I'm like, are you serious? Machu Picchu? You couldn't last a meter walking uphill. I'm like, nah, Machu Picchu, no way. You know, we definitely have to catch the bus up to the top. So I said, let's probably stick to Maldives. And she goes, what? Fuck off. You know, she goes, I can probably outdo you walking that hike. Anyway, we had this narrative going on for at least four to five minutes, the whole duration, we were taking the piss out of each other. So the most important thing to take away from that five minutes was a lot of banter and a lot of chemistry that we built up as opposed to this back and forth questions and answers, questions and answers. And she loved it. She definitely loved it. And by the end of the date, I said, okay, babe, you know, I've got to go to the next table, but I promise I won't cheat on you. And she just burst out laughing again. And she goes, well, what if I don't see you again? I said, well, you're going to have to take down my number. So yeah, she actually took down my number and we messaged a few times and I'll keep it at that because otherwise this podcast episode is going to go for ages. So that's what I'm talking about, guys and girls. You know, have fun at these speed dating events. You've only got about five minutes. You've got to make an impact in that five minutes, right? Like five minutes will go by really fast. And you're not there to just really qualify the person whether they're worthy of being your next boyfriend or girlfriend. No, that's not the point. The point is really seeing if you could get along with the person, whether there's good chemistry, because if there is, you'd be more open to seeing them again and they'd be more open to see you again. Now, some speed dating companies don't allow you to number exchange on the events, which is completely professional and totally understandable. So some companies are very strict. With our ones here in Melbourne, we, we allow it. You know, as long as the other person feels mutual about it, we're completely fine. But at the end of the day, if there's a mutual uh, liking between both man and woman on the event and they put that down on the speed dating card, 
will literally email them their match. Now, before we wrap this episode up, I want to share a few more things that I'd suggest not to do. And I have seen these at our own speed dating events. So don't rock up to a speed dating event or even plan to get drunk at the speed dating event. It's a terrible thing to do. It's a waste of your time, a waste of other people's time, and you're not going to get much out of it being drunk, right? Especially having alcoholic breath on you. Okay, uh, another thing as well, don't bring bloody business cards to hand out to people as a way to have them keep in touch with you. It's a very, very cheesy thing to do. I've seen guys do this mostly. They bring out their business cards and act all, you know, wealthy and rich like they're King Dick and they just hand out business cards. And at the end of it, I can tell you right now, like I've talked to all of the girls at our events time and time again. With the guys that do this, they gather around, they gossip. It's normal for girls to gossip at the end, whether they know each other or not. And they laugh, they laugh. I see them laughing at these guys all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, he gave you a business card too? Oh my gosh, he gave me one too. Oh, what a what? What is this guy? Who does he think he is? You know. So guys, just don't do that. It's very lame. All right, ladies and gents. So if you followed every bit of advice from this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it, by the way, you should definitely be maximizing your potential at your next speed dating event. And if you felt this episode was of value to not only yourself, but for someone else that would also be interested in a speed dating event and would like to know how to maximize their potential, please share this episode to them. Now, if you could show some love back to Core Confidence Coaching, whether you found us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, or iHeartRadio, Dating in the Digital Age, please click like and follow us for updates on our up and coming episodes. And as promised, if you live in the local city of Melbourne in Australia, and you would actually like to attend one of our events that we host on a regular basis, by all means, come down and say hi. You can register your ticket at the next event. And our website for the speed dating events in Melbourne is socialeventsmelbourne.com.au. And I'll put the link in our information and bio of this episode. And if you would like to know more about Core Confidence Coaching or you had any inquiries about our coaching services at all, you can jump onto our website at www.coreconfidencecoaching.com.au. I look forward to hearing from you soon. This is Andrew Gung signing out.